Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, to tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello and welcome to your weekly news wrestling roundup presented by the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. I'm Troy, joined as always by Big Tasty, Ben Jackson and Jay Luft. How are we today, chaps? Not bad. You say as always. I mean, I'm not, I'm not hit all the time, though. You know, uh, I'm, you, I'm more of like... You're, you're fairly regular on the news now. You've, you've become a regular fixture yeah, I'm more like, on I'm more everything like that. this week. <laughs> I am. I am like more overexposed than Charlotte Flair, as we've discussed. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I'm not doing. I'm not doing the. I'm not doing the job for anyone. I'm here to. I'm here to get over. Always. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll kick off with some WWE news. Um, I've got quite a few bits to go through. Um, starting with WWE and some recent releases. Um, they quietly released Lars Sullivan this week. Um, leading up to his release, he no-showed a couple of tapings. Um, uh, he came out with a few things saying about his suffering with crippling anxiety and not being able to eat and, and stuff like that, and it really kind of getting to him. Um, I know we've kind of thrown various barbs and jabs and stuff over, over recent months, stuff about him, um, but it's it's never nice to hear someone going through that level of anxiety where it's, you know having that much of an impact on your daily life and work and stuff so yeah um i hope you can obviously find that the help that he needs and, and all the best to him sort of going forward but it's uh yeah it's not a nice situation um yeah also um, he, he sort of he sort of acknowledged his like past transgressions as well didn't he and said that yeah. he wants to be a better person going forward and he also spoke quite highly of, of WWE as a company and the way they handled everything and said that he, yeah. he never felt bullied and he felt quite fairly treated and yeah and that they were always understanding so he actually said, didn't he, um, that the reason they kept it quiet was because they, well, they were worried about him more, mm. um, more or less. Um, and he, he'd, he'd, so Fightful Selected, like, pretty much contacted him and he responded more or less immediately. Really? Um, yeah, like, it come out, uh, was it Tuesday night we, we started up, we were talking about it? I think so. Maybe also, um, yeah, was it him who, was it actually Lars himself who, who broke it, or...? I think it just got leaked, and then WWE just confirmed it, but they didn't like make a big public announcement. And then Lars was approached by Fightful, and he pretty much responded immediately to them, told them everything they wanted to know. He said, "He said he's uh, going to work on getting the help he needs, and he's probably done with wrestling." No. Yeah, I mean, I know we've, like Troy said, we've um, we've thrown our fair share of shit at Lars over the last few years for his uh, for his for his transgressions, as I said. Um, but yeah, I, I guess he's obviously wrestling isn't really for him. Um, obviously, it didn't it didn't suit his his psyche very well. Mm. He accepts that, he acknowledges it, and hopefully, he can move on and find a fulfilling career yeah. for the rest of his life, and, and yeah. you know, find some happiness and some peace. Definitely. Um, on a similar note of releases, Steve Cutler has also been released, which sort of came out of nowhere in that we thought him and Murphy, not him and Murphy, sorry, him and Blake were getting something 
um, the Knights of the Lone Wolf or whatever they were calling them with with Corbin. Um, but you sent a, a, a clip through a bit of news the other day when when this came out, didn't you, Jay? What was the the yeah? Um, so Fightful Select put a thing out um, where they actually heard that he had heat on him from Vince himself. Um, basically because he 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 contracted COVID and he'd been to a, um he'd been to like a New Year's party. And it, it's weird though, because like he he's the only sort of casualty to come from this. Obviously, uh, I take the piss out of Ricochet for it all the time, oh, in the Trevor. sense that that Trevor the Truth was, had a couple of uh, parties with people where he wasn't wearing a mask and there was fucking loads of them, and he's obviously not been punished. So it's a bit like not that I'm look, not that I'm gunning for Ricochet's job or anything. I'm just saying it's a bit bit of a double standard. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he said that it, it come out of nowhere. He was actually training in the performance center on that that big man class mm. on the day of his release. He offered yeah. to bump. For, he offered to bump for him, didn't he? Uh-huh. Yeah, he he offered to help out for like Noah, like basically like on his own time. Didn't expect any extra wow. pay for it or anything. It was. It's also. Um, I think it was noted that he was very well liked in the performance center as well. He's very a very popular figure. Mm. It, That's a shame. It seems like it's literally just a Vince thing. Um, I mean, we've already had, we've just literally said, well done WWE for the one thing. So, you know, we've almost like we've got to flip the switch here, isn't it? So. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I, I, not to like throw a load of shit at WWE, but they, they seem to do it to themselves a lot of the time. Um, I, I feel like they're not very, not very sensitive with a lot of stuff, are they? And obviously... You've got Vince, who's a fucking lunatic, running the company. That's that's to be understood. I mean, he's literally sat people for fucking sneezing in his presence and shit like that. And um, when you've got when you've got COVID, I imagine you do quite a bit of sneezing. So that's probably a nightmare for him. Well, God, yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, um, sticking with releases and just kind of the the general feeling around that. Um, PW Insider notes that there is some fear within WWE of roster cuts coming soon in the aftermath of their earnings report. Um, it's unknown if the releases of Lars and uh, Cutler at the beginning of a new batch of cuts. I fucking hope not. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're coming up to like almost a year off of the, the last sort of mega call army. So Black Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth noting that Lars was actually released quietly back in January. So he's actually released for some time. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, and he requested his release as well, didn't he? I think so. Oh, right, right. So not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, not the- just like a random, so Second. Lars, Lars wasn't necessarily the like the first shot fired, so to speak. Um, yeah. So hopefully this um, is just this is hopefully this is just like a, a couple of isolated incidents that, that don't lead to a, you know another shitload of people losing their jobs. Yeah. Also, usually this that this thing happens after WWE do like a, an earnings call. Usually they did the their um their quarterly earnings call this week as well. So that might might tie into it um obviously they're like sort of like end of year and calls the next big one so they want to end the year on a high losing all that money due to the COVID, that record amount of money they've earned yeah yeah um so yeah we'll see so just imagine like the, the accountants when like the very sort of their accounts and like their account comes back to them look down the balance sheet and goes who's what what's bo dallas <laughs> you're paying an awful lot of money something called Bo Dallas you might want to look at that well speaking of which <laughs> thank you for the segue 
Um, according to Ringside News, Murphy and Bo Dallas have been showing up to television, but there's apparently nothing being given for them to do. It's mental. How do you not? Certainly, Murphy. How do you Wasn't Murphy in like a Murphy? prominent angle like three yeah. weeks ago? For a fair while as well. Yeah. Probably it was um, Christmas. Yeah. So, Ray and Dominic. Um, and I, I'm, well, I, I imagine all the race family had COVID um, in December. And that's why they kind of like just abruptly went off TV. Um, mm. And obviously, Murphy has been like a bit of a casualty of that. Which is a bit shit. Um, but yeah, it's he's he's someone who I hope they do find like figure something out because he's immensely talented. Yeah, really. Do they not just go back to the story about him wanting to like plow Ray's daughter? <laughs> well, that's the thing. They've brought Ray and Dominic back, but they've not brought Murphy back. But they've teased it, but then they've not teased it. Mm. Yeah. Well, Seth's back next week, isn't he? So. Yeah, Rollins back proper next week. I mean, all, all all the pieces are there. You can you can easily find them something to do. It's not like it's not a case of like you've got a room full of people racking their brains and they just can't cope with anything. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. They just they just basically can't be asked. Kind of. They're just like, ah, no fuck it, we've shortage. Got... Of, yeah, should be no shortage of things for him to do. We've like... got we've got to get Bad Bunny over. We can't go outside for Murphy. <laughs> get him to cut weight again. Get him to two hundred five. Although he was never two hundred five. I'm not having that. But then have no. him go to NXT again and fucking have an absolute tear it with Escobar for the cruise. He can, 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 um, can get in the sauna with Trent Seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sweating <laughs> off in pounds. But they can, they can do, do some vignettes about them, like, you know, weight watching with each other, calorie counting, like, like keep, a buddy, look, buddy look, movie. Look, looking out for each other, making sure like they don't like eat any Mars bars or anything, you know. <laughs> Trent Seven won anyway, he's vegan. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. getting into that. <laughs> and Bo Dallas as well. How how have you not factored Bo into anything to well, do with Bray ever? Yeah, it's right there. It's, like, Jesus. it's weird it's with Bo because story. he said he was taking time off. For what? That was that was like the end of... But that's the thing. That was the end of 2019. He said that, that he was going to take a bit of time off just to kind of like clear his head and stuff like that. Um, and then it's like he's done that and they've gone, okay, well... We haven't got anything for you. Like, as soon as you made Bray's new gimmick, like the Fiend thing, and then his kids are like shtick, how could you not just have Bo as like a, a character in the Firefly Funhouse? It's like yeah. a you know a, a little yeah. motivational, you know, hey kids, you know, head chin up and all that. You know how how, how that's just so easy. Anything like, is the, there, made like, the, like the whole the whole Bo leave, you know, creepy optimism yeah. thing was just made for that for that sort yeah, of environment. Exactly. Oh man, come on, you fucking missing a beat there. Moving on, uh, Vince McMahon has been adamant that Goldberg used the jackhammer in his matches, even when Goldberg and his <laughs> opponent have been uh, haven't been particularly gung ho about doing the move. According to Fightful Select, Jesus, why, why would you allow a move where nine times out of ten he drops them on their noggin because it's he can't like, do it anymore? Why would you cor- go? No, definitely still do it. Corporate- even the man doing the move doesn't want to do it anymore. Corporate mandated concussions. <laughs> It's it's basically it, it all boils down to, doesn't it? The fact that Vince is bringing these like people in to try and get some kind of like nostalgia, like b- bumping ratings or nostalgia, like bumping merch sales or whatever. He's like, well, stop bringing them back if they can't hit the finish yet. Well, like, like, seriously, like, does, is Vince still convinced that it's like the early two thousands? I, I not, literally does, say does this not, every does, week. Vince, does he not understand the passage like, of time? 
<laughs> the passage of the game. Vince has definitely got dementia. Is he in, in, in like his head cannon? Is Goldberg still in his like mid thirties? <laughs> Pink Goldberg, Pink Bill. In, in Vince's head, he's still he's just literally just bought WCW. He's got all these all these new WCW wrestlers to work with. <laughs> he just hit, <laughs> he just hit like the mental pause button like on the yeah. end of the invasion yeah. angle. Brought Sting back a couple of years ago. Keep bringing Goldberg back. It's like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Brought Hogan uh, back on SmackDown. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know who that sucks more for. Like the person who Goldberg's going to injure, or Goldberg being forced to do a move that he a knows he can't do, and b clearly isn't comfortable doing. Hmm. Mental, proper, yeah. proper mental. Uh, moving on, Carlito is getting a tryout as a producer after his appearance on Raw this past Monday. Wrestling Inc. says that Carlito is on a three-week trial run with WWE, something that MVP pushed hard for and Triple H has approved. There's apparently a belief that he will sign and the, as the company has been impressed with him. Um, that's cool and all. I'd still like to see him in the ring because I still think he's well, fucking awesome and he looks like... Don't forget, this is exactly what MVP did last year. Yeah, I was going to mm. say, appeared in the Rumble as a, a one and done and yeah. now he's prominent on TV. And if Adam so, Pearce is getting TV time, then surely Carlito can get TV time. Whoa. If, if who, yeah, sorry? If Adam, if Adam Pearce is getting TV time, then surely Carlito can grab himself some as well. <laughs> well yeah, what, what's actually quite good here is this, like, like you say, this doesn't appear to be a one-way street, as MVP showed last year. Um, so hmm. even if he's in the company in this capacity, there's always a chance that he could cross back into the ring, which is kind of cool. Well, MVP didn't want to return to the ring. That's the thing. He wanted to, like... he. he he obviously wanted to like do like a couple of matches, but he didn't want to like retain full time. He wanted to just like do that and use that as a way to get his foot in the door to become a producer. And then, yeah, I think what the he's doing business now happens. Is, yeah, I think what he's doing now may have been what he wanted to do in the first instance to have that kind of TV presence, but not necessarily be in the ring, but being in mm. that managerial managerial position, if you like, having a steer on yeah. it, and then, like you say, eventually kind of producer, but. He's fucking awesome. Like every single one of the guys in, in the hurt business has benefited from him being from him. Kind of in charge yeah. of that and, and Yeah, it's it's, a, it's, a re- it's been a real like Brody Lee effect, hasn't it, with him? Um, yeah. Like yeah, he's yeah, coming yeah. in, he's, he's used his experience and his sort of like legitimacy to sort of like because no one gave a fuck about Cedric Alexander this time last year. No. <laughs> now he's and now he's and now all, all shot on Benjamin all Lashley and now they're all, all like crime Alexander. Now they're all like yeah <laughs> top not all top guys but they're certainly. In a much higher standing yeah. in the oh, company yeah. than they were. Prominent. Yeah. Prominent, yeah. Um, speaking of people that appeared in the Rumble, uh, Rhea Ripley is considered a member of the main roster now, according to the Observer. Um, right. Does that only... mean we can now go back to the Royal Rumble scorecards and take away a point for everybody who listed her as a surprise? Um, well, I mean, she, she didn't appear on Raw or SmackDown this week, so she was still a surprise. Anna. Well, <laughs> apparently, it's, it's still undecided if she'll be on Raw or SmackDown, but she is considered. Main roster, I say. That would be raw, isn't it? Is. Um, the yeah, women's division is garbage. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, Smack, SmackDown. We got Sasha and uh, Bianca. Oh, a little bit busy with that at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine it'll be raw. Um, again, sticking with people that appeared in the Rumble, Meltzer has written that Christian's return is not a one-time and gone thing, uh, but it's not clear how much he'll be wrestling. So we may well see him back in the ring. I'm not against well, that. This is what's crazy about this um, is that literally that um, like the week of the rumble, I think it was about four days before the rumble, he got cleared. Yeah, yeah completely, yeah. 
completely in secret on his own bat. He got himself cleared. A bit like Daniel Bryan. Uh, they wouldn't clear him seven months ago when he was doing that thing with Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. When, when he did the non-sanctioned match. Like, they wouldn't clear him for that, to take any bumps. And then all of a sudden, he's like, looking like he's never retired. <laughs> um, <laughs> he looked awesome. Great shape. He's already been uh, teasing a match with Big E for the Intercontinental title. Oh, yeah. The match um, they never got. match they never got, because yeah. Sheamus can cost them. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly as well, um, there was a lot of, like, obviously social media commenting after the Rumble. And a lot of people were like, there's a lot of people who come to basically just like lol Christian, really. And a lot of um, a lot of wrestlers from within the company and from other companies um, came out in support of him and said that, especially, I think it was Dax Harwood from, from FTR, right. said that he was uh, one of the... Cash. Cash, was it? He said he was one of the best wrestling minds he'd ever worked with. He was a legit professional. And basically, the tribute to him, they really bigged him up like, and he made a big deal. So it was awesome. It's awesome to see if he's, if he's got another a little bit left in the tank. That's uh, That's nice to see. Definitely. Mm. Sweet. Um, on a similar note, Christian, uh, former tag partner Edge, uh, has apparently been pushing for a match with Daniel Bryan at some point this year. Oh, money. Ooh. I am on match, please. Yes, please. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Some chop the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Just a little thing there. Um, moving on, uh, Chelsea Green's latest injury has healed, apparently. And she is in the process of being cleared by WWE for a return uh, per Fightful Select. What happened to her? Didn't she debut like during she when the broke pandemic her wrist. first hit? Um, it was fairly no, early she, on, wasn't it? She debuted on SmackDown. Um, uh, oh, it yes. It was Survivor Series. She got bundled out of the ring and fell on her wrist or something, didn't she? Yeah, Liv Morgan booted her on the wrist and her wrist fucking broke. Uh, I feel like we saw her before, though. When they, when she they did have like the performance center. She had a match on Raw. I think it was pre-performance center. I think it was just before. Oh, okay. Um, against Charlotte Flair. Yes, that was it. I was going to say I'm fairly certain I've seen her before. Um, mm. Yeah, I've not seen much of her in ring stuff, um, so I, I can't comment. But it, it, she good. She's very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Big Tasty will be familiar with her as a. The hot mess, Laurel Van Ness from Empire yes. Um So my only, I only knew, so I, very briefly, that for me as an old school uh, TNA fanboy, the original hot mess was Taryn Terrell. Mm. All right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's very good. Um, it looks like they're going to be going in a different direction for what she has done previously, which mm. is interesting. The character work was kind of what brought her to WWE, but we'll see. Wouldn't be the first time that someone's character work has been changed based on what they did before coming. Um, Moving on, um, some Royal Rumble associate news. Uh, Jay Uso wasn't medically cleared for the Rumble, according to the Observer. Uh, No medical reason was reported, but uh, he apparently his expected return is likewise unknown. Saying that, he was on SmackDown. SmackDown, At at the time of jotting that down, um, there was no clue as to where he was. It's probably just had COVID, hasn't he, or come in contact with someone? Yeah, he'd been off for a few weeks, hadn't he? Too? Couple of it was, it was like two or three weeks. Yeah, it wasn't a long time. Which it, that's, that's what I mean. It kind of like fit, fits the timeline that he was like isolating or yeah, yeah. Um, 
Ringside News notes that Vince McMahon wasn't at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view uh, last weekend and Triple H was in charge of the show. Um, they say that it's unclear why Vince McMahon wasn't there. Um, I'd say it might have something to do with his brother's passing. Maybe. I, I was going to say yeah. he lost his brother like a week earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, that's took a bit of an, an effect on Vince, I believe. Last night, last night's SmackDown was the first like show he'd been back. Oh, okay. That's quite. I mean, it must have hit. Obviously, it hit him quite hard because Vince is famously one of those guys who like works to the fault of anything else, doesn't he? You know, he's like he's a workaholic. He like he, he misses shows very rarely, and like you know, a great a great you know, it, 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 it takes a serious something serious to to, to to miss it, especially the Rumble, which is one of the the biggest shows of the year. Ship pay per view, yeah, or one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Sticking with the Royal Rumble, Angel Garza was supposed to be in the Royal Rumble match, but was pulled from it. Meanwhile, Fightful Select states that Tony Storm was the replacement for Mia Yim in the Rumble, and that Casey Cantanzara was on standby just in case she was needed. They've been te- not teasing, but like Garza's been getting a fair bit of airtime the last few weeks or so, but not actually being in the mm. ring, just sleezing it backstage, trying to find someone like some Lothario. Yeah, he hasn't even really done that recently, has he? Um, couple That's of the, weeks ago, maybe. The pan, yeah, they put that on ice a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Uh, to be fair, this spot sounds like it would that it was planned for him. Sounds like it would have been brilliant, but at the same time, it could have been a little bit like damaging for him because it could have like put him in a bit bit more of a comedy character. Mm. Um, it's a shame. He's, he's really good. Oh yeah, he's, he's excellent. Working NXT and briefly as cruiserweight champion. Um, yeah, it's really really good. Um, and apparently they were quite high on him for a bit. Like Vince was kind of touting him as the next Eddie and saw a lot of potential in him, but I don't know what's happened. He's he's definitely got the same sort of like vibe as Eddie, hasn't he? Like yeah. same sort of like sleazy bastard character yeah, yeah. going. Um yes, the spot was he was meant to literally come in the rumble, rip his pants off and then get eliminated. Um <laughs> so that it, the Tony Storm one surprises me though, because she had quite a prominent role in the match. Mm. Yeah. Speaking like, of speaking of her being a replacement for Mia Yim, did did it ever come around who was Keith Lee's replacement? No idea. Um, I know there was some stuff no. over Ricochet being in there because he'd lost his qualifying mm. match and then suddenly he was in the Rumble. So I don't know if he was. I'm yeah. Not sure. yeah. It looks like it looks like there was a, a lot of like the men's Rumble in particular was kind of um, affected quite a lot by it. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't. Um, it didn't affect it too much because it was still a great match. But yeah, uh, Keith Lee and Jey Uso are two names they quite heavily promoted for it mm. until yeah. like maybe a week or so earlier. Yeah. Uh, and then moving on to some WrestleMania related news. PW Insider notes that Bad Bunny, um, if you don't know who Bad Bunny is, is the guy that performed uh, his song Booker T with Booker T at uh, last weekend's Rumble. Um, big uh, Latino star, I think. Um, yeah, his plan to make more appearances with WWE and could even be wrestling a match at Mania 37. Further evidence in support of that um, is that there is plan for him to work at Mania, thir- uh, sorry, Mania 37 uh, and that he's been at the Performance Center training. Well, are, you, are you saying that Bad Bunny is the new Pitbull? <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Hey, the new, the new Mr. Worldwide. Pipple didn't do anything in the ring. No, he's taking it to the next level. He's like Pipple yeah. plus one. If anything, he's the new Snooky. 
<laughs> this bad bunny like i i know nothing of him I, I hadn't heard of him before the rumble um and i know that people have kind of for the most part shat on him or at least the, the performance i didn't think the performance was that bad i didn't think the song was that bad i don't think he's all that bad not necessarily a musician i mean not my type of music but he's clearly a big fan of the business and we've seen worse yeah. people put in the ring that are fans of the business so I, I take seeing him back in there and doing something than fucking Tyson Fury in there lumbering about yeah yeah and you, you look as well like obviously Wrestlemania's WWE big show where you get a lot of like new eyes or like returning eyes on the product he, he's a guy who's literally like was I think he was like the most played new artist on Spotify in 2020 That's yeah he's, he's, so he's big he's big with the youth yeah yeah so why wouldn't why wouldn't why would they capitalize on that? The, the guy's got like 25, 26 million like Instagram yeah. followers. Why would you not And Twitter as well? Exactly. Yeah, it's nuts. I yeah. don't think it's all that bad. And like said, he's clearly a fan as... of the business. And you, you saw that from Raw this past week. And I thought he was he came across quite well, actually. Like Yeah, as long as long as they don't like they don't have him. I don't know, as long as long as they don't like Put him in the match and have him like look like he's gonna be like the next world champion. Like a credible threat. Yeah, what, like, like the David Arquette. Watch him go. Yeah, as, as, as long as we're not like in twenty years' time talking about uh, the Bad Bunny documentary about him coming back to wrestling and reclaiming his former glory. <laughs> um, as long as he's not taking the belt off Drew at Mania, then you know it's yeah. it's fine, really, isn't it? It. I mean, they've they've heavily implied it's gonna be Damian Priest and Bad Bunny versus Miz and Morrison. Um, okay. Like obviously on TV, they they did like the stuff at the Rumble, and then they did stuff on Raw this week. Yeah. Um. So I I imagine it's going to be that. That's only a good thing for Damian Priest as well because it's getting new eyes on him and it's elevating well, him. It, to... it, gets, it gets him on the card, doesn't it? Which let's face it, probably yeah, wouldn't exactly. have happened. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. so big things for him. I'm I'm not going to complain about it. I mean, look at when uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it's not the WrestleMania moment he envisioned when he was growing up as a child, but you know. <laughs> yeah. They'll have plenty more, man. Well, you, you take you take what you offered already, don't you? So yeah. Well, look, look, look at um, look at Stephen Amell when he had that match at um, mm. SummerSlam a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was like writing it off, going, "Oh, it's going to be shit," and it was really good. It was fucking awesome. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't get too worried about it until it's happened, and then, yeah. then kind of pass your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, last two bits on me sticking with WrestleMania-related news. WrestleVotes say that there have been talks of having Finn Balor and the NXT Championship on the card at WrestleMania 37. Obviously, if Finn is champion come Mania, um, I feel like it could be carrying Cross by that time. We'll see. But I, I feel like Cross could win the belt at Mania. Oh, oh! If they, if they're really like, they're really high on carrying Cross mm. and. Uh, Something that both me and you have both got on our NXT news is that the um, they're trying to like fast track them to the main roster. What better way than have them win the NXT title at Mania and then just like throw it down and come after somebody bigger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or say he's going to be in the Money in the Bank match or something, something like that. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean it makes sense, doesn't it? Like they've got they've got two days. They want to get more eyes on NXT. They w- want to get more eyes on various wrestlers this is a very easy way to do it just they did the to... same last year with the the nxt women's belt so yeah and when when um charlotte as much as it pained me that she won the belt 
it boosted NXT's numbers for a couple of weeks whenever she's shown up. So exactly. Yep. Uh, and final bit from me, sticking with uh, Mania Thirty Seven, uh, Dave Meltzer reports that apparently Edge versus Roman Reigns is the planned main event for Mania Thirty Seven. Um, I wouldn't be disappointed. Whoever he chose, really, I think they've done a very good job of building up all three potential opponents, haven't they? Yeah, I really have. Um, personally, I want Edge against Finn for the NXT belt. Just, just off the back of Edge's promo on NXT this week, where he's like, "I haven't had that that intrigue." Yeah, I like that. Um, but like I say, any of those matches. I See, I, I was like that until SmackDown, and then I'm like, oh god, Roman's gonna kill him. It's gonna be so uncomfortable. <laughs> Roman's gonna make him understand. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, we will see. Um, but that's all Before. of my WWE bits, um, guys. What have you got? I've got two bits. Uh, I'll do me WrestleMania one first, uh, which is that John Cena said that due to uh, schedule and contract conflict with him filming the HBO series The Peacemaker in Vancouver he will be un- unable to appear at Wrestlemania 37 um, as a whole filming for the uh, show for six weeks because he'd have to leave for two leave quarantine for two weeks uh, do a bit of mania and then quarantine, quarantine yeah. again for another two weeks. Is the Peacemaker the, the DC one, the character he's playing in Suicide Squad? Is that the Yeah, it's a spin-off yeah. from the Suicide Squad film that's not even out yet. Brilliant. <laughs> um, but I yeah, apparently um apparently did um, they were that impressed with him on that on the set of that that he wanted to give him a, his own TV so- series for HBO Max, so more power to him. I mean K Fabian, he's still trapped in like Bray Wyatt's nightmare dimension, isn't he? So it's fine. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it, even even if the I mean it looks like they're gonna do the Firefly Funhouse match at Mania again this year, doesn't it? Yeah. Because they've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Randall, Randall, uh, Keith. Yeah. I mean, e- even if they literally just have like a, a video thing where scene is like trapped in like a TV or something. Yeah. And he's just <laughs> like, help me, Randy. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be good. But yeah, it's just, I mean, it's one of those things. I'm, I'm kind of glad that Cena's not getting there because it's another spot on the card that probably wouldn't have gone to someone else. Same. Um, like, I think a lot of people went into Mania last year saying the same thing, oh, Cena's on there, but it ended up being like the highlight of the well, weekend. Yeah, that that's what I was literally about to say. But <laughs> last last year, he was in my favourite match of the whole weekend, so I can't really That was more like that. the destruction of John Cena as opposed to like a sort of celebration of John Cena. Yeah, yeah it was... John Cena acknowledging he'd not been a very good there. Uh, he was he was there to be the part of the joke for the first time, probably in his entire career. Yeah. 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 Um I'm gonna go back and watch that later because it's fucking awesome. I, I I literally I think it's one of the most watched things I've got on the network. I watch it like if I've got 15 minutes to kill, I'm just oh fuck it, let's throw it on. <laughs> let's just watch Bray do an actual murder on John Cena. Um, Character murder. <laughs> it's it's usually that or Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan because they're both just two of my favourite character assassinations. <laughs> from, it's um, like watching Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> it's just Shawn Michaels pirouetting everywhere. My my favorite bit of that is when Hogan's making his entrance and Sean's like doing the whole like digging a hole. <laughs> he just goes, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, it's so oh, good!" Man. And 
and there's a bit where he just slaps Hogan and Hogan looks like he's going to kill him. <laughs> Beautiful. You love to see it. Yeah. Um, what else have you got, man? My last little bit is there was a couple of conflicting reports coming out of um, the Rumble. Um, Raj Giri of the rest of Wrestling Inc., um, who's quite quite a um, quite a reputable source. Um, he was reporting that Cesaro's contract was due to expire shortly after WrestleMania 37. They didn't have any word on if he'd signed a new WWE deal or become a free agent. Um, Meltzer kind of added to this by saying, well, Cesaro was meant to be in the role that Nakamura had in the gauntlet match, but he hadn't re-signed his contract. Um, And then obviously looking at the way they've been presented Cesaro recently, he has. Yeah. He did sign shortly thereafter. Um, And they're looking to kind of, for the time being, at least give him a bit more of a renewed uh, push to where he belongs. Good. Top of the fucking card. Yeah. He could have been. He could have been everything in AW. That man. <laughs> That's true. He could have had it all. He could have. Uh... If, if he's on SmackDown, though, there's at least a little bit of promise that they're going to do right by him. Yeah, but he, he, could, he could have won the TNT title and then dropped out to Cody two weeks later. <laughs> I, know, I mean, he's probably he's probably going to wear. Uh, win some kind of tournament and then get murdered by Roman a couple of weeks later. So, yeah. Swings and roundabouts, mate. It's basically the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> Just Roman's over. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Da, 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 da. Da, right. Da, da, da. <laughs> oh, God. It's not even game night yet and I'm fucking already <laughs> firing barbs at random people that I don't know. Uh didn't mention his voice. Um, yeah, that's my last uh, WWE bit. I've got a, few, nice. got a fair few bits for... And I say I've got a fair few bits for NXT. I've got one bit for NXT now because we kind of brought both of them up <laughs> at the end of WWE. <laughs> got them both through, man. Because I've got yeah. nothing else. I oh, only had WWE. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Dave Meltzer reported that the t- 22-year-old Brock Lesnar lookalike American football star Parker Boudreaux has signed for WWE develop uh, signed a WWE development deal. Um, he was on the watch along for the Rumble this weekend. Was it? And he, yeah, he was hanging out with uh, Eva Marie as well at a place that looked suspiciously like the Performance Center. Fancy <laughs> <laughs> um, that? Are you telling me that Parker Boudreaux is being trained by Eva Marie? Good grief! Well, there's no chance. <laughs> no hope um, for the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, stranger things have happened. Uh, yeah, he's he's a friend of the podcast as well. He follows us on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yes, lad. Interesting to note. This means he's given up on playing football, which is quite a big deal. Yeah, he he's, act- he's he actually quit his college football team, which was the University of Central F- Florida. Uh-huh. Um, so he's he's been signed up, uh, and he's just gone. Yeah, gone to WWE. Yeah. Very much reminiscent of the young Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Well, Brock actually played in the NFL. You, you know, he went, he went all the way. But you know, wow. yeah, Brock, Brock played in the NFL after WWE, mate. When he spat his dummy and went, "I'm going to yeah. go to the NFL." Yeah, uh, no way. I'm a Brock fucking. Like, I mean, in college football, especially in Florida, college football, college football is a big deal. So That's for him huge, to for him to drop football for wrestling, you must have a real passion for the business, which is good to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he he was obviously tweeting uh, a picture of him after a workout, um, 
I mean, he looks, he's got the look, hasn't he? He's, he's, he looks, he, he, he looks like Randy Orton, a Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he looks, <laughs> he looks like what you'd expect Brock's son to look like, not what Brock's son actually looks like. Um, <laughs> yeah. And obviously, Heyman was like tweeting, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be like one of the next big things, uh, which is high praise. Heyman's, Heyman's found his uh, next sort of like golden egg laying goose Pet for the project. next sort of. Yeah, for the next like 15 years, once Roman decides to pack it in, so it's all good. His next meal ticket. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know you said we'd already touched on a bit of NXT news when we mentioned Karrion Cross and him being fast tracked. Mm. Um, There was a similar thing coming out with Austin Theory as well, apparently being groomed for the main roster and fast tracked up there. It's interesting because he was on on many last year, wasn't he? He he got pushed up then. Did he? Yeah. um, Yeah, he was. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was tagging with Angel Garza, I believe. Yeah, because yeah. Andrade was injured or something. Oh, they were part then, of that sort of faction group. With Selena Vega, remember her? <laughs> yes. <Oops. laughs> uh, and then, then they, they kicked um, him out, and then he put, was part of Rollins's little thing for, for a bit, and then there was some, some speaking out allegations about him. They um, swiftly sent him back, didn't they? Sent him back down to NXT, but I mean, he's a guy who, wrestling wise, the world is always oh, he's great. He is good. He's got everything. He's a very, very, very good wrestler. Yeah. Um, and I, I am, I can only imagine that uh, he's probably going to be the face of the company in about ten years' time, maybe fifteen. Not surprising. Yeah. Because he's got got everything, time on his side. Uh, he's got natural ability. He just needs to keep his nose clean now. So good luck at that one, Austin. Um, but yeah, the, it it's weird because it it's obviously they've got people in NXT they kind of got an eye on, mm. and it's yeah. it's always it's always nerve wracking, isn't it, when this happens? Because it's like, oh fuck, oh god, what are they gonna do? Vince is there with his big fucking cherry picker, like <laughs> yeah, and like it's obviously like, obviously it's like that bit in, it's like it's like the claw, it's like the claw in Toy Story, isn't it? It's I was like... just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, mean, you, you, you don't want to get picked. Does that mean Vince is Embrazeric? <laughs> yeah. Vince is Sid, mate. Vince is Sid. <laughs> just just um, chopping off the, the head and sticking it on something else. You've just got Champ and Gorgon and just hold on to each other so they don't get picked. <laughs> well, look what happened when Champa did show up on main roster for about three weeks. It showed everyone up. Yeah, and then broke his neck. Well, <laughs> yeah, That's Champ of things, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it, it's interesting because obviously, like Damian Priest was somebody who they'd kind of been monitoring for a while, and he's he's like he's thirty eight, isn't he? So he's obviously got like limited time. He's going to be able to mm. sort of be made the star. So it's good that they're actually kind of for the foreseeable future, anyway, strapping the rocket to him to a degree. He's fucking awesome. Um, I didn't realize he was thirty eight. Yeah, Damn. yeah. That's that's one thing that's like really crazy. Is like a couple of these guys who were like, oh yeah, they're up and coming guys. Like Keith Lee's another one. They're in like the late thirties, so it's like well, <laughs> now whenever it's a little bit of a problem with the, the sort of the way that WWE are running at the moment. So they've got this. It's this like thing now where everyone they sign has to go to NXT for like three or four years to like sort of mm-hmm. to learn the style and establish themselves. The signing guys are in mid thirties, putting them in NXT, and by the time they're getting the call up, they're like 38, 37, 38. Yeah. And um, yeah. they either need to start pushing people through a little bit faster 
which I think would help NXT a bit more as well because it feels like people are sticking around a bit longer than they necessarily need to. I mean, um, Adam Cole's been there like a year too long at this point. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah. they, need, they need to have the foundation on the main roster to give them something worthwhile to do when they get there. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's yeah. kind of a, a difficult part. Yeah. See, I, don't, that being I don't, said, I don't, I don't like, trust the main roster writers one job to, to do them right. So. <laughs> I, I trust SmackDown's writers, Raw. <laughs> yeah, not so much. Whenever anyone that, shows you, up on Raw, I start getting anxiety. You say Adam Cole's been in the next year years too long, Jay, but did you really want Adam Cole on Raw this time last year? No, well... I remember, I remember when Retribution debuted and they, they just announced that a new faction was debuting. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, like just, just to go, just to kind of stick with what we were saying then as well with Karrion Cross. Just I've just Googled his age. He's going to be 36 this year as well. So again, yeah. it's it's another person who, not in the twilight of his career because obviously people are wrestling longer, but when you think about there's these people that WWE have obviously got their eye on that they want to make stars. And yeah. it's like, well, as as Cross says, TikTok, time's running out. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. Well, like, as, 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 as I said to you guys on, on the chat the other day, there were only two guys under 30 in this year. Remember? That's mm. mental. And that was Dominic Mysterio and Otis. Otis is younger than 30? Yeah. Behave. <laughs> that makes me a, that makes me a little bit sick that Otis is younger than me because <laughs> he looks about twenty years older than all of us. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like, there's a lot of like young talent that they've got that are very exciting that you can go, okay, well at least these guys are gonna are gonna be a, like around for a long time. But then you've got other guys where it's like, well, it's their time now, really. But instead, you're bringing in like Goldberg to shoot the Drew instead of just going, okay, well, fuck it, we'll just bring this guy up. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, they're getting themselves in dangerous waters, but at, at least, at least I suppose, like with guys like Cesaro and Nakamura getting a bit of a push, they're starting to show they're getting a bit of an idea about it. Um, that was my last NXT, but uh, do you have anything, Ben? Uh, no, I do not. As, as, is, as, is, as is the tradition, I don't really have anything for, for the WWE side of things. I'm just here to throw, I'm just here to throw oh, shade. I've got something for NXT UK, actually. Ooh! Yeah, okay. Watch it. It's fucking excellent. Yeah. That's yeah, it. I can, I can, I can, 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 can <laughs> confirm. That'll be my NXT... watched one episode and he was that, fucked. That'll be my NXT UK news every week. It's just especially, especially, especially when they pull a surprise master on you. A, surprise, yeah. a wild mastiff appeared. <laughs> uh, I was I was looking at the WWE shop last night. Big Tasty. They've got two Dave Mastiff shirts on there. Oh, two. They, that could quite easily have just been one as well. That's the best part of it. Yeah. Um, one one's like the the bomber, like the Zeppelin dropping bombs, and then the others a uh, the others like that uh, black country logo he's got. Oh that yeah. He has on his ear. Oh yeah. It's like, well, you how, did, really- how how did how did NXT UK gets so Midlands so quickly. Oh, mate, the, the foundations of it are all Midlands, aren't they? Trent, yeah. Tyler, yeah. and Pete. Um, they just signed whoever wasn't signed to an ITV contract. It's, it's, it's the whole thing just filmed in like a warehouse in Solly Hall or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Sally Oak or something like that. <laughs> Would you be surprised? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, watch NXT UK was what I was about to say <laughs> as I'm trying to scroll through my news at the same time. <laughs> um, right, so shall we go to AEW? A- 
AEW, easy for me to say. Bit of AEW. Um, yeah, uh, the, the, it's weird. There wasn't a lot of AEW news, but everything that was announced was fucking huge. But yeah, what, what there is is very juicy. Um. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, so there's one thing that's probably going to change the wrestling industry a lot in the next like year or so, but here we go. Um, so obviously on Dynamite this week, uh, there was two big things that happened. Uh, one, I say one big, with one big thing. I mean, we're talking was, first and foremost about the return of Father James Mitchell. Well, yeah, the Sinister Minister made an appearance. Um, Kip Sabian um, and Pen- uh, Penelope Ford, though, they were actually legitimately married. Like, obviously, we, we knew they were engaged anyway. But they actually legitimately got married like a day or two before. And uh, this, like, on-screen wedding was their way for them to kind of share that moment with the fans, co-workers and family, which is nice. That's pretty cool. It's a nice little feel-good thing. Uh, which means that, 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 that is almost, that they're almost legitimate wedding. So, like, what is effectively their, like, reception, so to speak? Uh, mm. Kip Sabian got knocked out with an ice bucket. Penelope <laughs> <laughs> went flying into a cake. So yeah. props props to them for, for bumping like shit on their own wedding on their own wedding day. Yeah. Like sorry, Macho Man and Elizabeth all over again. <laughs> Just needed Macho- to make the snake to come out with fucking with Damien. <laughs> well, they they almost had that. They had uh, Chuck uh, Chuck Taylor braiding them with a fucking ice bucket <laughs> and Orange Cassidy popping up the cake. <laughs> And Miro starting Hadaway sing along things I didn't know I needed in 2021. What is love? <laughs> it, it was the best thing because he just said, What is love? And as he was like cutting his promo, and the crowd started going, Baby, don't hurt me. And then, and then he just went along with it as well, which is great. <laughs> he just, yeah, he just lost it. <laughs> Completely Amazing. broke character. <laughs> uh, and they were going on commentary. Oh, well, that's us getting a lot of charges for things that are happening right now. It <laughs> <laughs> can be put back up so on YouTube. Good. Oh, it was so good. That was what that was. That should have been my highlight of AEW this week, really. Now think about it. Um, <laughs> the other big thing, obviously, that happened on AEW this week was the arrival of Kenta. Um, as he, so, as he boots open the forbidden door and charges oh, right through the it. fucker off its hinges. <laughs> um, absolutely volleyed it off its hinges, the dirty bastard. Um, but yeah, the, there was a, a Dave Meltzer gave us a bit of insight with as to the inner workings of this uh, working relationship. Uh, it basically all come down to the fact that John Moxley is the US champion. They wanted John Moxley because he's a big fucking fucking star. If you didn't know, um, and he because Renee's pregnant, he didn't want to he didn't want to have to travel to Japan, quarantine, and do all that, um, and put her at risk. So he said he said we need to figure something out. Um, and Tony Khan basically had New Japan by the balls at that point. Um, so he he kind of like said, well. You want Moxley? Uh, if we do it in America, why don't we cross promote the match? And then that kind of like allows us to work together in the future. So he very much brokered the whole thing with Kenta showing up. Um, and obviously, the match happened in the US now. Uh, it's be- beneficial for both parties as well. Uh, there was a very interesting story. And also, I should mention this has been in the workings for a while. Uh, Tony Khan and Rocky Romero, who obviously Rocky Romero is kind of like the backstage agent guy in uh, New Japan Strong um, also happens to be very good friends with the Good Brothers 
he does. Also happens to have a podcast with the Good Brothers. Um, um, and it's also worth noting as well that Kenta lives in Orlando as well, so it's very easy for him to appear yeah. AEW programming. You know who else does? Yeah. The Switchblade. Stanley Nice. Yeah, Stanley Knife. The Box Cutter. <laughs> the Box Cutter, James <laughs> Blanc. Yeah. Showing up in the Impact Ooh. Zone, he's going to take the... Uh, <laughs> You take the exhibition title. Letter <laughs> opener, Chavo Guerrero the third. Deep cut for you, boys. But yeah, that's a serious talk about this. Um, so apparently, as well, the other thing with which is something we've kind of spoke about ad nauseum. We've all known this is coming. We just didn't know when. Yeah. Um, I didn't think anyone expected it to be this this soon either. Um, the pandemic has sped it along a bit more because they've had more time to talk. Um, apparently, there was a bit of a... When Harold Meyer was in charge, he was very dismissive about it. And then New Japan thought AEW wasn't going to succeed like it has. And uh, they wanted to meet with Tony Khan personally earlier on, in like this was before the pandemic. Um, and they sent uh, Chris Harrington, who is one like one of their kind of... The EVP, is he, or something? Yeah, he's like kind of like their like head of sort of like their director of operations, like a kind of like Triple H's role in WWE. Right. But he's, he's been on. Um, he's actually he's, he's actually been on a, a weirdly large number of um, Evil Uno's gaming streams. Yeah, um, because he, he, he does he does get involved with the company quite hands on. He's um, I can't remember um, the exact layout. Him and Excalibur are like kind of it's kind of like talent relations basically it's also a, a um, long time friend of um, John Hooper Brody. as well yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, he did a lot um, for, for Amanda and Brody's family when, when he was ill yeah um, but basically they'd sent him and New Japan saw, saw that as a slight so like alright fuck off and then now they needed John Moxley like shit <laughs> we need to talk to Khan um, <laughs> but uh, they they, Steve, uh, they have said as well that this is kind of like the first step of it. So they're going to sort of see where it goes from here. Um, obviously, when the pandemic's eased a bit more and there's less like travel and quarantine restrictions, they're going to be a bit more open to like having talent, like go back and forth. Mm. Uh, apparently, one of the end goals is to have Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi at some point. Oof. And this is, uh, this, is, this is specifically described as something that both men want to happen. Yeah, yeah both men want it to happen um, and both have been very vocal about it. Kenny in particular on Twitter this week has been spamming the shit out of Kota Ibushi with stuff. <laughs> I mean, they're, um, both, they're both being referred to as gods, aren't they? Which is um, yeah. quite yeah. interesting. Gods and belt collectors. Um, it's also worth noting as well on this, on this line that... Um, there is apparently a lot of AW talents are really are really looking forward to traveling back to Japan to, to wrestle in New Japan as well. Sweet. Yeah. Um, and another th- another thing uh, while we're on the subject of Kenny Omega, which I haven't got written down, but I've just realized I remember, I just remembered that I meant to write this down last night, <laughs> um, is that in, in regards to Kenny Omega wrestling champions of companies, AAA are. Uh, currently trying to plan out a Kenny Omega versus Roosh champion versus champion match. Uh, Roosh is obviously the Ring of Honor champion at the moment. Um, and Kenny Omega is the AAA mega champion. So ooh, that'd be good. Just be, it'll just be each other kicking 
kicking each other as hard as they fucking can. Kicking lumps out of each other. Rush just drop kicking Kenny a lot and Kenny kneeing the shit out of him. Um, and <laughs> what's not to I like? Believe, yeah, what's not to like? Uh, I believe that's my AW news. Uh, you've got a little something as well, haven't you, Big well, I've, got, I've got one or two bits. Uh, first off, um, so Hikaru Shida has revealed on social media, speaking of Japan, Hikaru Shida has revealed that she has returned to Japan. And she will actually be producing matches for the women's title in the latest tournament um, are going to be taking place over there. Um, she's a bit of backstory on this. She has experience of producing shows in Japan. She produced Makai products and a YouTube series called Neo Izanagi. Apparently, I don't know what either of those things are. Um, also, only 23. <laughs> yeah, also, Pro Wrestling Today has <laughs> reported that all these Japanese bracket matches will take place in an empty venue with no fans, and the winner will travel to the US to face the winner of the US brackets in the final. Nice. Bet, better be Mahito. That's all I'm I, saying. I, I, know nothing, I, know, I, know, I know nothing about her. I spent five minutes looking through her Twitter and I instantly look her. Hang on. Yeah. Is this, I saw a picture of someone the other day that apparently was working. She, she looks a bit mental. Yeah. She she basically has like a, some weird friendship with Lance Archer on Twitter. Right. Um, Where she like basically, she basically says, says something like go fuck yourself and then he he says it back to her and then they're like oh yes I've seen her she's like yeah. hello motherfuckers and yeah yeah she's, she's basically female murder hawk yeah they they sold some interesting characters didn't they yeah she's pretty um, out there yeah she's she's not someone I'm familiar with the in-ring work of I just she pops up on my Twitter all the time I say my Twitter she pops up on our Twitter all the time because yeah, she gets a lot of retweets off the off the, the wrestling community and she and she because gets, uh... yeah and because the mayor the bird loves her so <laughs> the mayor the bird loves her she's all right by me um uh, lastly i've got one well i've got two more little bits i've got one one that's a bit of a bit of a sad one um i'll finish on something a bit happier uh, well this is just a bit of a bit of a coin flip this one so um i'm going to dip into your rest of the world news jane just pinch a little a little nugget sadly report that um hacksaw butch reed the former tag partner of ron simmons passed away the other day Ooh. at the age of 66 uh, obviously very tragic uh very young age for, for a man um you know to go uh, not not great at all however a little um a little silver lining on this is that um after his passing butch reed's family reached out to will hobbs the aw superstar mm. to tell him that although he was never able to tell him personally apparently butch loved him and would tell his family that's the new hacksaw every time he saw him on tv ah top nice. lad will hobbs yeah so will hobbs responded by posting a picture of reed on twitter and claiming a uh, commenting i got you that's really sweet that's cool really yeah nice. every, every time i hear something about will hobbs i'm like you can't make him a heel. <laughs> he's just, he's <laughs> he seems just, like he's such just a nice fella. He's just a wholesome dude. He, he seems like a really nice, humble guy. Um, yeah, yeah, obviously tragic to hear about about Butch Reed. Um, if you have, if you've not seen some of his matches, um, they've been popping up on Twitter. People have been posting them. Yeah, yeah. Like matches with Ric Flair. He's wrestled everybody. He's wrestled, you know, the Legion of Doom. He's, the, the, he's, he's, he's been anyone from that era. You name them, and he's probably crossed paths with them at some point. Do, Doom as well, so, like kind of the prototype for the APA. Oh really? Yeah. Like in, in ring style wise, yeah. Um yeah, they both they both they well, they both kind of come out of at first with like executioner's masks on. Okay. Um and then eventually they like shed that and then that was what led to Ron Simmons becoming the world champion. Oh, um, right. But yeah, very, very uh, good team to watch in old school WCW. Yeah, if you have got a few if you've got a few minutes to spare this if you've got a few minutes to spare this weekend, go and check out one of the matches and uh yeah. Pay a bit of respect yeah, to, 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 a, to a big a, fan a, of a, Doom. A great, 
Yeah. Big fun. Um, and finish on something positive, nice and happy. Uh, happy birthday to Penta L0M, whose birthday is actually today. Troy's got the video. There you go. It looks like he knew. Yeah. How comfortable is that hoodie, by the way, Troy? Mate, it's beautiful. I've not taken I've, it I've off. Got, I'd sleep with it if I could. I've had two from them, and both of them are extremely comfortable. Yeah. Um, I've lost one of them. I say it's fine, where the fuck I put it. Um, <laughs> to be fair, your house is fucking enormous. Lose yourself in there. <laughs> yeah. Every when you go to the bathroom, it's up in the kitchen. I'm like I don't know. Is it like going to the toilet in <laughs> a weather spoons? It is, is honestly. There's just stairs where they shouldn't be. I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> it's not far off, yeah. You get MCS, um, Putin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be somewhere. Um, yeah, uh, Pentagon's having. Um, these issues, isn't he? I think we covered this last week. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's. That's why he's. I'm just injured. saying it, just in case, just in case I hadn't. Yeah. Uh, didn't somebody else wear his mask? Yeah. They, when he got beat up the other day, it was a body double. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because he was wearing um, a hoodie similar to the one Troy's wearing right now. <laughs> yeah, which is available on ProWrestlingTees.com. Top oh, website. Yeah. Please sponsor us. Yeah, please, please sponsor us. We spend so much money. <laughs> we'll, like, we'll eventually get a store on there when you start the European one. Um, <laughs> and we get enough of a following. <laughs> yeah, uh, shall we go to the rest of the world then, fellas? Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got a few bits. How much have you got, Ben? I've got one um, bit. I've got, I've got one thing on impact. Do you want me to just bash that out nice and quick and then we can get on to the smaller promotions? Yeah, because I'm. This is a very, very <laughs> small promotions. <laughs> Fucking hell! Let's get the big leagues out of the way. Let's get impact. Sort of well, said without a um, of irony. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go on, mate. So uh, this is not, it's not really a news. Or it's more of like a, a sort of interesting, comp- like in-ring development. So impact wrestling announced. To be fair, this is something I'm really genuinely excited to see how it pans out because it sounds yeah. really interesting. So Impact Wrestling have announced the first ever triple threat revolver match. So a triple threat revolver. It's not what you think. There's no guns involved. It's nothing to do with the guy which you filmed. Don't worry. You'd say if it's fine. It's a safe place. Um, the match will feature Josh Alexander, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Blake Christian, Daivari, Willie Mack, Trey Miguel, and Suicide. So it very much sounds like this is an X Division sort of focused endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the it, winner gets a shot at the X Division title. I mean, that makes perfect sense. So it'll start with three men in the ring competing, and when one competitor is eliminated, a new one will join. So it's basically a triple threat gauntlet match, effectively. Right. Um, the final three competitors will then battle until there is a final pinfall or submission. So what it doesn't make clear here is, I think once there's the final three, I and mean, it's just a regular triple threat and it's first pinfall yeah. or submission. Yeah. So it's not a complete elimination. It's not it's like an elimination oh until the last three, and then it's first pin wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're we're drawing down to a triple threat match, and then it's just a triple threat match, and uh, the winner will will take a an X division title shot against the current champion, who I forget who it is. Manic, Manic, Is it Manic again? Of course, it's, it's Manic. Yeah. If he's not in the match, then he's probably the champion, isn't he? That's, that's how this thing works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's quite a unique idea, but it's one that's you'd think would have happened already. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we've had we've had gauntlet matches, we've had, like, championship scrambles, we've had reverse battle royals, Jesus Christ. We've had steel asylums, but yeah, this is, something that's never been, <laughs> this is something that's never been done. So, electrified came back, fuck me, they've done it all in TNA. The, I'm going I'm I'm to walk you through this one day, Troy, it'll be a, it'll be a wonderful experience for, for everyone. The, um, the, fact that they, the fact that they got to the King of the Mountain match before this is insane. 
<laughs> yeah, the reverse battle royal. It's like in fact this is so low down on the list. It shows what, what level of like absolute molly that um the writers at the end uh, Impact Wrestling are, are on most most weeks. How much weed is too much weed? Um, well, um, Rob Van Dam was there for a worryingly long time, wasn't he? So yeah, so brother love. Um, look at look at the state Rosen now. He was there when uh, during the bad days of TNA, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so from. From TNA to New Japan, uh, a couple of little bits. So, John Moxley and Kenta had a date. Uh, I should have just said this in the John and Moxley thing, but I forgot I'd written it down. Um, it's going to be at New Japan, uh, New Beginning USA 2021, which will be on February the 26th. That's a Friday night. I think it's going head to head with SmackDown. And they are set to main event that pay per view, I believe. They are. Well, the it's not like a proper pay per view. It's like a tour. So, all right, okay. They've got like they announced five big matches, and each one's going to headline one of the shows over that like week. Mm-hmm. Um, the next bit is that that little scam switchblade Jay White. Um, obviously he'd been teasing that he was going to leave New Japan. He is sadly he is sadly not debuted to the he is sadly not debuted to the Impact Zone. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's returned to New Japan for wrestling. He has uh, attacking Tomohiro Ishii, so we're getting Jay White versus Ishii at some point. Which yeah, okay, I'm okay with that. He also yeah. he also did say that um, him and the Gorillas of Destiny are going to go after the New Japan uh, Never Open Weight Six Man Tag Titles, um, and he was very upset that the, that whoever the champions are at the moment had only brought two belts with them. <laughs> like he, he was like, got, he was like going, look, Tama's got a belt, Tanga's got a belt, where's Jay's belt? <laughs> uh, Tamatonga has also this the, the last few days because remember being screeching on social media about coming over to America to batter the new Bullet Club. Mm. Yeah, he, he kept he kept um, <clears throat> going on about wanting Kenta to slap Kenny Omega. Yeah, on air. just tweet and go slap Kenny on here. Go on, do it. <laughs> uh, current um, six man tag champs are chaos. Okay, okay. that would explain to, why the attack um, Ishii. Ishii and Yoshihashi. Fucking hell. Pillars of wrestling there. <laughs> um, I say that, they're all very good. <laughs> Except for Yoshihashi. Um, Yoshihashi, not them. Um, moving on. Uh, Stephen Amell has announced that CM Punk will be part of his new TV show on Stars about wrestling called Heels. Um, okay. I'm, I have read about this in the past and I've forgotten all about it. <laughs> I've never heard of it. It, it sounds like it's going to be sort of like a men's version of Glow. Of what? Glow? Glow. Oh, okay. Like it, 80s wrestling men's. Um, yeah, yeah he, he put a picture up around the rumble. Uh, the little scamp. Um, of you knew what and, he was fucking doing with that. Yeah, him and <laughs> no caption needed. Him and no chill fill uh, in the ring training. And it's like, oh, you bastard. So it looks like Punk will be getting back in the ring, but on this TV show. Um, I haven't seen No Chill Phil doing any acting, so I don't know if he's any good. But I've seen a few things that he's been in. He's, he's all right, I, you know. I've, I've heard that um, the horror film he did, was it yeah. uh, Someone on the Third Floor or something like that? Mm. That's meant to be really good, yeah. but I haven't yeah, not got around to watching it. Okay, cool. Um, and... While we're talking about MMA and MMA stars in CM Punk, Josh, this is my final book, by the way, guys. Um, 
something I'm very excited about. Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 4 and 5 have been announced. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Giggity. For anyone who doesn't know, Bloodsport is essentially raw underground, but good. Um, <laughs> they're going to be... Um, they're going to be doing this in a undisclosed location in, I think they said Los Angeles. In a pub. It, I, literally, it's going to be in like an abandoned warehouse, <laughs> apparently. Um, <laughs> and it, it's basically kind of like a cross of MMA and wrestling. Uh, me and Aaron watched the last one, which was main evented by the Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson and John Moxley. And it, there was some... Some of the undercard matches as well were fantastic. Um, a lot of people who were kind of like getting a bit of a big name for themselves now in AEW um, were on that card. Yeah. Um, so they've announced that they've announced the card for Bloodsport four, but they haven't announced anything for five, which makes me think some bigs getting announced at four for five because they're like a week apart. Uh, so I'll just r- quickly run through the cards for four. Um, the they've got Dil. Uh, Diego Perez versus Gil Guad- Guadado. I have no idea who either of them are. Um, Royce Isaacs versus Calder McCull. Uh, Royce Isaacs is a former NWA tag team champion. Nice. He was in Nick Alves' faction, Strictly Business. Um, don't know either of these either. Super Beast versus Bad Dude Tito. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I showed that as well. Some of the matches that we that I saw on the last Bloodsport were like with whereas people I had no idea who either of them were were like ones that really got me like blown away. So mm. I, I'm I'm still excited about them. What, what uh, were the JR, names of those two guys? Sorry again. Super Beast versus Bad Dude Tito. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm yeah. down with that. With with, with Steve uh, the Samurai as special guest referee. No gimmick needed. Steve the Samurai. No gimmick um, needed. <laughs> uh, JR Kratos versus Alex Coughlin. Uh, I've heard of both of them. Uh, JR Kratos is one of the NWA uh, tag champions. He's also on New Japan Strong. Uh, friend of the podcast, the Grizzly Cal Jack versus oh, yeah. Nolan Edwards. Um, Simon Grimm, aka Simon Gotch versus Filthy Tom Lawler. That'll oh, be I'm pretty good. Yeah, that you, there's gonna there's gonna be a couple of names you'll know now. Um, Harry Smith, aka Davy Boy Smith Jr. versus Calvin. T- Tankman, who is right up Big Tasty Street. Thick. Is he, um, a, lo- is he a, a large boy? He's a large boy. You can go. Nice. That's, that's very, like. sim- very similar to uh, Willie Mo. If only there was another large boy could go on this card as well. Well, <laughs> you're in luck, friend. The main event <laughs> is the Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson versus Jeff Cobb. Oh, oh boy. Get in. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to try and uh, watch it. It's the day before takeover, so I'm going to try and watch Ooh, that. Uh, yes. That's a week today, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Big Jim's um, giving him a tour of all of the islands. Yeah. So what? one thing that was cool, because obviously, as I say, it's it's like a it's like a weird hybrid of MMA and pro wrestling. So you can only win by knockout and submission. Uh, in the last one, uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. legit like won, um, won his match by knocking out Josh Alexander by hitting a Liger bomb. Just because, Christ! <laughs> Just because. Nice. Um, I was looking at the last two. Up. A lot of the people on this. So you had like Alison Kay, Killer Kelly, Layla Hirsch, Lindsay Snow, mm. uh, Josh Alexander, David Smith, Homicide. Yeah, so a lot, a lot of, a lot of people who tended to big names around that, and then went on to become like well known. Kelly was signed with WWE for a bit, wasn't she? Wasn't she in NXT UK? She was. This was this was her first appearance after leaving NXT UK. Huh. Um. 
Yeah, uh, the also notably the I think it was Bloodsport two. It used to be Matt Riddle's Bloodsport, and then he gave the rights to Josh Barnett because he got signed by WWE. Uh, uh, the main event of the second one was him versus Minoru Suzuki. Good grief! In an MMA fight, which went as you'd expect. Fuck that noise! <laughs> it went to a twenty-five minute time limit draw. Made the granddad just murdered them. Wow. Because he's harder than a coffin nail. And then um, Timothy Thatcher appeared on that card on the second one. He did. Timothy. Timothy. Um, also, Chris Dickinson, I believe. And, and Dan the Beast 7. Yeah. I was about to say, Chris oh. Dickinson went to a draw with Dan the Beast 7 because they both got disqualified. Because they, like, <laughs> they rolled out the ring and then just no, apparently carried Dan, on. Fighting. Apparently, Dan 7 beat him in the first one. Oh, sorry. I think he may have beaten by DQ because the. Because he rolled for the outside. And then in the second one, um, oh. Frank Murr beat Dan Seven. Go according to Wikipedia. Frank Murr? Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, they, they get like loads of random names. Like they, they, they used to get like a cross of like MMA guys. Because like Tom Lawler's an MMA guy who's like become a wrestler. Has Chuck um, Liddell been in there at any point? No. No. Tito okay. Ortiz or Rampage uh, Jackson. Yes. Neither of them have either TNA alums. I mean, um, Nick Gage Nick Gage beat Timothy Thatcher in the first one. Uh, Eddie Kingston beat Tracy Williams. Volta beat you, Tom Lawler. Oh, are you going to go back and try and find some of these matches? I know. Oh, yes. I know Suzuki Riddle is on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. We'll do a I'll try. I'll try, nice. I'll try and get the. Uh, I'll try and get the link of that in the group chat because there's another match I'm going to throw in the group chat for you, Troy. That you'll. Yeah, you in particular oh, yeah. will enjoy a lot. Yeah, Roy. Davy Boy Smith fought Carrion Cross in the second one. Um, yeah, something. Yeah, some, Carrion uh, Cross called out Dave Batista. Damn. Yeah, he's like, I want, I want an MMA fight with Dave Batista. Dave Batista's like, name your then, then he beat Didn't Nick happen. Gage as well, and then the third one. Yeah. Nick Gage is getting, he's getting the dark side of the ring um, episode, isn't he? Of course, he fucking is. <laughs> Are you surprised? No. <laughs> it was. I was. Just, oh, well, I listened to Ricky Shane Page on um, Steve Austin's podcast. He was telling a story about how Nick Cage took a bump onto a filing cabinet, and the um, like the metal rail, like the the, the, the drawer runs on, shot out and speared him in the leg and severed his artery, and he had to get early to the hospital. Lord of mercy! Oh, he, he I remember hearing about that. Didn't he cut a promo as he was like going into shock? He didn't realize. He immediately walked back to the. He walked into the back, and um, he was like, "Yeah, I, I feel a bit weird." And then. Um, Jimmy, like, yeah, dude, look at your leg. And he literally was like pissing a river of blood out of his leg. And he was like, Jesus. hey, you need to go to the hospital. Like, right now, you're going to die. <laughs> so, so he did. Whilst the uh, rest of the world have you got? Uh, I, that was my last bit, Bloodsport. Nice. Um, I've got to get excited for that. One little bit. Uh, Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal have signed new Ring of Honor contracts. Awesome. Yeah. There yeah, there's the same. Um... They seem to be signing a lot of people to new deals, which is a good thing because, like, it's, it's, it feels like a year ago, up, doesn't it? Which is quite nice. Um, yeah, Jonathan Gresham seems to be getting having a bit more like power within the company. So a few years ago, um, I say a few years ago, it was literally two years ago, they were coming into the end of the year and they had people who were champions, like the contracts just running down, and there was no real sense of direction and <laughs> the impact prerogative. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it looked, it looked like really can, kind of like a curtains for Ring of Honor, um, and then obviously they, um, they kind of 
listen to the wrestlers. They give a bit more power to certain people who no longer have that power. Um, and then John Gresham's kind of inherited it, and he, he wants to he wants to kind of put a bit more um, emphasis on pure wrestling. He wants a bit more rep- representation for that. He also said he wants to get a lot more representation across the board within the company. Um, so not not just like um, not not just um, like the usual indie darlings you'd see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is cool. Um, awesome. Yeah, I believe they'd also resigned. Um, Mark Haskins and I think Tracy Williams as well and a few okay. others. Um, yeah, some good shit. Interesting cool. times to be a Ring of Honor fan. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, sweet. Uh, you got anything else for us, Big Taste? Before we no, that's the uh, wrap this up. The whole lot. Awesome. The awesome. whole shebang. Sweet. Well, thank you as always for joining us um, for our weekly news roundup. Appreciate it um, as always. Uh, we will catch you next week. Until then, look after yourselves. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.